This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Did you know we are living in the in-between times? During the season of Advent, we remember and celebrate Christ's arrival on earth. However, we are also looking forward to His return, the already and the not yet. Join us as we talk about what Christians need to be doing in the meantime as we wait upon the Lord. I invite you to join us for worship today as we hear from God's Word about being ready for Christ. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ who has come and will come again. Through your Holy Word, help us to envision what you have in mind for our lives as we wait for Christ's return. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias ruler of Abilene during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Dear friends, as children, many of us played a game called hide-and-seek. Whoever was it would count to a certain number while others would hide. When the count was done, he or she would proclaim or announce, Ready or not, here I come. It was now time to seek. The season of Advent reminds me a bit of that game. As we approach Christmas, Advent serves as a countdown to prep us once again for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. I just bought my little grandson Henry an Advent calendar with stickers to count the days before the birthday of Jesus. And some families will do daily Advent devotions with an Advent wreath in these days as a sort of a countdown to the great celebration of the birth of the Christ child. His arrival did end the countdown. When you think about it, the countdown for a Savior God's Old Testament promises were fulfilled with his coming. At Christmas, God basically was announcing, Ready or not, here I come. The Apostle Paul, describing Christmas in one of his letters, wrote, 
When the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son. And like the hide-and-seek game, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, arrived in the flesh to seek us out. He said to his disciples, I came to seek and to save the lost. He not only came to show us what God is like, but he came to carry out a mission, a rescue mission. He would go to a cross for the sins of you and me and rise again victoriously so that we might have eternal life, that we might be saved. His coming was a heavenly invasion to conquer the power of sin and death and the devil. So that's the good news we gratefully think about in these Advent days before Christmas. But there is so much more for us to be thinking about as well as we observe Advent. Advent brings to remembrance the fact that Christ is coming again, and we need to live constantly ready for his arrival. The one who arrived as a baby will arrive again in glory and power. We live in the in-between times. A theologian once wrote about this, the Christian is always living between the already and the not yet. He or she is one for whom something has already happened and for whom something still has to happen. We are people in waiting. As Christians, we confidently wait to see Christ come in power and glory again to establish a new heaven and a new earth, where people love God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love one another as themselves, where there's no more sin and no more pain and no more mourning and no more death, no more suffering, but only living in the light of God's love, which was God's original intention when he created this world. That's what lies ahead. We know this to be true because Jesus told his disciples those things. And even his opposition at his trial, he told them that the Son of Man will come again in power to rule over all. So here's an important question for us to be asking. What do we do in the meantime? while we wait upon the Lord. That's what we started exploring in last Sunday's message, entitled Watch and Pray. And we'll continue to explore that question for the next two Sundays. As we turn to Scripture again for guidance, today's reading about John the Baptist's ministry has a vital word of instruction for you and me. And that word is proclaim. John the Baptist's job was to get people ready for Jesus who was coming by proclaiming the good news of a rescue about to happen, that soon all flesh will see the salvation of God, just as prophet Isaiah had spoken of in the Old Testament. And we read that central to John's proclamation came a call to repentance, a baptism of repentance, for the forgiveness of sins. In calling for repentance, John was pointing out that we need a Savior, that we're not okay with God. We're in need of forgiveness, cleansing. We're sinful, unworthy to have a relationship with the God who created us. We're rebels in his sight. With our thoughts and our words and our actions, we've made a mess of things. 
and we are unable to make things right, to save ourselves and restore a relationship with God. Over the years, human beings have tried all kinds of successful ways of dealing with our sinfulness and rationalize it, saying that we had a good reason to do that or think that or minimize it. It's really no big deal. Everybody tells a little white lie once in a while or project the guilt. It really isn't my fault. It's the way my parents raised me or deny it altogether. I didn't do anything wrong or feeling guilty about it. We anesthetize it with alcohol and drugs or pleasures of this world. And well, some try to make it right on their own by making up for it with doing good things to get right with God. Thing is, all of these efforts to take care of our sinfulness always fall short. They just don't work. We come up empty and miserable. And John's preaching reminds us that God's holy and he's just and cannot and will not ignore our sinfulness. Sin does not go unpunished. There are consequences. And the consequence is judgment. Separated from God for eternity. When we come to the realization that we're sinful and God is holy and just, course, we ask, then who can rescue me from this body of death? And John answers us, God will. Repent. To repent is to be sorry for, to confess, to move away from the old ways of living and to return to God, to change your mind and direction and turn your life over to God in surrender, telling him that you've made a mess of it and you need him to take over. John says that with his baptism, it would be a sign of that in, in the waters of the Jordan River. John's baptism was a symbol of purification, cleansing back in those days. In the past, it was only used for the cleansing of Gentiles who wanted to enter the Jewish faith but need to be purified. Now John says everybody needs purification. Everybody needs to repent. And what awaits those that repent? The forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins is given us by God who sacrifices his right to get even. He cancels our debt. And how does that come about? Through his son, Jesus Christ. John the Baptist would go on to say, There is one who is coming whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. I baptize you with water. He'll change your life and baptize you with fire in the Holy Spirit forgiveness, purification. And later on, he'd, he'd say, as he pointed to Jesus, there goes the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You know, by the way, this command of John's to repent and be baptized is an important phrase that was used by Jesus as well in his own ministry, and especially we see it in his commission to his disciples after the resurrection. Except he added something to it. He said they were to proclaim repentance for the forgiveness of sins in Christ's name to the nations of the world. That's why on the day of Pentecost, after the resurrection of Jesus, Peter proclaims, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness of sins comes through Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice for humanity's sin. 
And that forgiveness is offered to all people to receive through faith. So there you have it. John's job before the first arrival was to prepare the way for Christ's arrival by proclaiming the news of God's rescue mission coming through Jesus. And that, my dear friends, is the job given to every one of us as Christ followers as we live out our days waiting for his return arrival in power and in glory. We are called to be proclaimers, to tell others about the first arrival in order to prepare them for the next arrival so that they're ready. Jesus himself said, You shall be my witnesses from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria, the ends of the earth. He clearly stated, As the Father sent me, so I send you. He commissioned on that mountaintop, Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. Hey, that's the church's purpose in this world, to proclaim the good news of forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's why this broadcast called Christian Crusaders exists. We're here to proclaim the forgiveness of sins through Christ. And that is what the individual Christian's responsibility is as well, to be a proclaimer, to help people to see not only their need for forgiveness, but the solution for it, turning to Christ. There's a whole world of people whom God loves that need Jesus. And God is counting on you and me to proclaim that good news of salvation to them. When you think about it, if you're a believer in Christ, you've already had the blessing of a John the Baptist type of person pointing you to the rescuer, Jesus Christ, showing you your need for forgiveness, pointing you to the solution, Jesus. It might have been faithful parents who brought you to baptism and then raised you up in the covenant of that baptism, bringing you to worship in Sunday school and youth groups, confirmation, teaching you themselves the importance of prayer and modeling for you what it looks like to be faithful followers of Jesus who worked with you to understand some of the basic doctrines of the faith. Or maybe you were connected through faithful pastors or Sunday school teachers or youth workers who patiently and lovingly brought the gospel message of Christ's death and resurrection for salvation to you and encourage you to place your trust in Jesus. And many of us have friends and relatives and spouses even who have played the role of John the Baptist in our lives, proclaiming our need for a Savior and pointing us to Jesus. I invite you to take a moment and think about all the people God's used in your life who he empowered to bring you to faith. You didn't come to Jesus Christ on your own. You had people in your life who told you about him, who pointed out your need for him and called you to faith in him. It might be a good idea to write a card even during this Advent to thank a person or two for playing the role of John the Baptist in your life and putting you in the right direction. So the main teaching for today for those of us who 
are wondering about what do we do while we wait for the arrival of Jesus is simply this, proclaim Christ. Just as someone or someone's did that for you, go and do likewise. As the word of God came to John the Baptist in the wilderness, commissioning him to proclaim God's message to all the people, today it's coming to you. Consider yourselves called by the word of God today to proclamation of the gospel until Christ comes again or we breathe our last breath in this old world of ours. Now, I know that some people shudder at the thought of doing something like this, proclaiming, how? How do I fulfill that commission to proclaim the good news? Will anybody listen? Will I be rejected? Jesus' disciples had three years of training and learning, so why wouldn't we as disciples also learn and train to get good at the art of Christian conversation? Listening asking good questions, being familiar with what the good news really is about sin and grace and forgiveness and faith. And there are training classes that I've found to be quite effective in training people in my own congregation. Evangelism Explosion, Becoming a Contagious Christian, Irresistible Evangelism. Ask your pastor to train you. You'll make his or her day because that's our main job is to equip the saints. A good book I would recommend uh, that I read and and taught some classes upon uh, was a book called Living Like a Missionary by Jeff Eorg. I would recommend it to you if you really are taking this calling of God upon your life seriously. And then pray. Pray for opportunities for God to use you because let me tell you from personal experience, God loves to open doors for people like you and me who ask for the opportunity to be proclaimers. Listen, you can do this. You can proclaim confidently and boldly trusting in the promise Jesus gives. He says, I'm with you always as you're doing that. And let me remind you that as a believer, you have been given the Holy Spirit's power working in you and with you and through you as you proclaim. In fact, you can consider yourself armed and dangerous. God is counting on you to be a John the Baptist in someone else's life. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, your word is very clear today as to what you want us to be doing while we wait for Jesus. Give us courage to step out obediently and proclaim to others that salvation from sin and its consequences has come through Jesus Christ our Lord. Keep filling us with the power of your Holy Spirit, and may our lips be ready to speak to those who have not yet received Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Now as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over and within you, to give you his peace. Amen. You've been listening to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. 
We pray today's message has helped strengthen you to boldly and confidently proclaim the Christ child and become a John the Baptist in someone's life, armed and dangerous. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported by the financial gifts of our listeners. We are especially grateful for our Gift Every Month Gem Club members. These regular gifts sustain our ministry during quiet giving times. Your support allows us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church. If you are interested in supporting Christian Crusaders in this way, contact our office at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's one 1- 888-693-2484. Today's service is also available to be read or heard on our colorful, redesigned website. You can also find hundreds of other messages on the site. Visit our website today at christiancrusaders.org. That's christiancrusaders, all one word, dot O-R-G. CDs and printed copies of today's message can be obtained free of charge by calling or writing our office. However, a gift to help cover production and mailing cost is always appreciated. Contact us today at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-693. 2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 2770924. We are happy you were able to worship with us today and pray you can join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.